uh, I'd like to pray with you as uh, you all have prayed for me. And then, uh, I don't know if you heard, but uh, immediately after I'm done preaching, I've got to go to another place and share the word. So I won't stay around and, and conjugate afterwards. I'd love to, but I, uh, I overbooked. <laughs> so let's pray. Um, I pray for you that God, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him. I pray that the eyes of your understanding being enlightened may know what is the hope of his calling. I pray that you will be filled with the knowledge of his will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding. I pray that you will walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work, increasing in the knowledge of God. I come against the evil one, Lord K. Satan, and I bind the plans, the schemes, and the tricky methods he has devised as he seeks to steal the word from your heart immediately after it is sown. I pray that you will receive the word with gladness, that the word would take root in your heart, and that you won't be offended should persecution arise. I pray that the cares of this life won't choke the word you receive, making it unfruitful. I pray that the word will find a soft place in your heart, fall on good ground, and that you will bring forth fruit, even and hundredfold. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. I thank you. And I, I want to share with you this morning on the subject, understanding authority. Understanding authority. And I just want to read for you my foundational text. Um, let me get my time, time going here. I don't want to... My daddy always told me when you preach, just get up, make it short. He said, because adults are no different than children. Their attention span is just as short as the kids. So daddy said that. I didn't say I agree with him, uh, but that's what daddy said. Uh, so in, in Genesis chapter 39, we have this, the first nine verses where we learn of a character named Joseph. And it says this coming from the New King James Version, Genesis 39. Now Joseph had been taken down to Egypt and Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh, captain of the guard, an Egyptian bought him, that means purchased him, from the Ishmaelites who had taken him down there. Verse 2, the Lord was with Joseph and he was a successful man and he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. And his master saw that the Lord was with him. And that the Lord made all that he did to prosper in his hand. So Joseph found favor in his sight and served him. Then he made him overseer of his house. And all that he had he put under his authority. Ah, verse 5. So it was from the time that he was made, from the time that he had made him overseer of his house and all that he had, that the Lord blessed the Egyptian's house for Joseph's sake. Hmm. And the blessing of the Lord was on all that he had in the house and in the, land, and in the field. Verse 6, thus he left all that he had in Joseph's hand. And he did not know what he had except for the bread which he ate. Now Joseph was handsome in form and appearance. And it came to pass, verse 7, after these things that his master's wife cast longing eyes on Joseph. And she said, Lie with me. Uh, verse 8, but he refused and said to his master's wife, Look, listen, hearken, my master does not know what is with me in the house, and he has committed all that he has to my hand. 
There is no one greater in this house than I, nor has he kept back anything from me but you, because you are his wife. How then can I do this great wickedness and sin against God? Mm. That's my foundational text, and we must understand authority. And I thought it's so important to discuss this morning that I presented something that I'm prayerful that you would appreciate and and can take it and begin to plow with it, work with it right away. So as we look at this subject of understanding authority, I want to concern myself with three points. I want to discuss the aim of authority, the application of authority, and then finally the advantages of authority. The aim of authority, the application of authority, and then the advantages of authority in using Genesis 39, 1 through 9, as our foundational text. So the aim of authority is, is to understand its origin and purpose. That's the aim. The origin and source of authority is God. Even Paul in Romans 13, 1 writes, Let every soul be subject unto or obey the higher powers, the government, for there is no power but of God. The powers that be are ordained or granted authority of God. There are some law enforcement agents who don't know that they work for God. And, and, and some of the things that they do, God is taking note. I taught my children Proverbs 15.3, For the eyes of the Lord are in every place beholding the evil and the good. He's taking note. He's taking note. And these folk who are in positions of authority... Uh, will not go unpunished. He, he, God, just has a different time frame than we do. We want to see him punished now. But God has a different time frame than us. He's on a different clock. Genesis 128, you know, when God had created male and female and created us after his image, God says to them in verse 28, uh, says of them in verse 28 in Genesis 1, and God blessed them. And God said unto them, be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion or authority uh, over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. There was authority given unto man, male and female, he created them. At some point, uh, sisters, Eve messed up and, and, and caused you to lose your dominion. But ever since, you've been trying to get it back. And Lord willing, if I have time, I will make reference to that briefly, briefly, very briefly. And thank God I have somewhere else to go afterwards so you all don't corner me and try to jack a brother up. But the word be the word, amen? And then the purpose of authority is simply to bring glory to God. Even 1 Corinthians 10.31 says, Whether therefore ye eat, drink, or whatsoever ye do, do all to the glory of God. The, the savage sisters and the young lady on the, on the piano. What's your name, sweetie? De Deja. Banging away. I mean, you, I mean, play that piano. There's a song out there. Play that funky music, white boy. I don't know if you all ever heard it. But I mean, you play that thing and you all hopping. And, and just beautiful. I loved it. I just, I, I loved it. Um, but, but everything we do ought to bring glory to God. Our, our very presence should just ooze of our pores. Glory to God and what we think, what we do, what we say. When you're alone and nobody's watching, what, what are you going to look at? 
on that boy daddy called the one-eyed monster. I mean, everything that we do, we ought to think about it. That Would this bring glory to God? So the aim of authority is to understand its origin and purpose. And ultimately, the purpose is to bring glory to God. Now, the application of authority. I've got many points here, and I'm just going to try to move through them. You must understand that to have authority, you must be under authority. To have authority, you must be under authority. Even your president, who you all voted in, he, he, they, call him the, they call him the leader of the free world, the most powerful man on the planet. That's what some say. He is under authority. That's why you have the legislative body, the Senate, the House. He can't just make decisions and push them through at will without some level of accountability. And, and, and I've learned in ministry that we say accountability reduces your vulnerability. Many men in ministry and in leadership uh, in business, they don't want accountability. No one can tell me what to do save God. But accountability reduces your vulnerability. Now, you must understand that authority is obtained only by receiving it from someone greater than you. If you recall, you go back to Acts chapter 26 where Paul was standing before Agrippa. And, and he was giving this story about how he persecuted the church pastor. And he said, I, 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 I stood over some of the deaths of them and I... I, I, I was against them in court and, and, and came against them and, 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 and they died based on the authority that was given me by the priest. Paul received authority to persecute the Christians from a higher power who had more authority than him and that was the priest. Authority is obtained only by receiving it from someone greater than you and I called my brother as I was putting this together and 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 uh, well that's my next point but let me let me say this if you understand authority you will act in faith uh, pastor you shared a, a few weeks ago about the Roman centurion in Luke chapter 7 verse 1 through 9 where this Roman uh, 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 centurion this leader uh, he had the, the the Jews served him and he had a Jewish servant who was near death very sickly. And he sent some of his servants to go reach out to Jesus and say, come heal my servant. And Jesus agreed. And as they were on their way back to the centurion's house, he had come out himself personally and said, Jesus, please don't come. I'm not worthy that you set foot into my house. And he went on to explain to Jesus that he too had authority. And I say to some go and to some come and they do exactly what I say. So the man said, I understand authority. And based on what I hear about you from these folk is that you are the authority giver. And I don't, I'm not worthy for you to come in my house. So please travel no further. Just speak the word and it shall be done. And that's when Jesus said, no, I've not seen faith like this before. So in essence, if you understand authority, you will act in faith. It's just automatic. And so we as believers, knowing who we are connected to, the giver of authority, 
Why aren't we as strong in situations as we need be? I remember not long ago I was here, Pastor, and you were sharing the word, and you said you was admonishing us to be strong. Pastor said, I don't know if you wrote it down. Scripture didn't say try to be strong. It said be strong, meaning it's already in there. Be strong in the Lord. So if you understand authority, you will act in faith. And I called my brother, your Uncle Donald Josh, and I said, Duck, we called him Donald Duck growing up. He's the oldest of all of us. There's seven of us. I've got three brothers and three sisters. And so I said to Donald, I'm speaking on this subject of authority. Duck, can you lend something to it? Because, uh, I, I, you know, it's, it's coming together, but I, I need a little something on it. He said, well, Dave, tell him this. Tell him that God's kingdom will never be established on earth until his authority is accepted on earth. Now, granted, the unsaved won't accept it until they get saved. But meanwhile, us believers need to accept God's authority on earth in order that his kingdom may be established on earth. Now, I spoke here a month or two ago, and, and I, I shared on the subject of forgiveness. Just do it was the title. And it's amazing how that the gospel of Jesus Christ can keep us out of hell. But it can't mean broken relationships. We must accept the authority of God here on earth in order that he might establish his kingdom on earth. I don't know if you're hearing me. If you disrespect authority in one area, you fail in all points. Consider Moses. Over in Numbers chapter 20, Moses was told by God to speak to the rock. Now you may recall back in Exodus chapter 17, verse 6, God told Moses to strike the rock. And he had to do that. He struck the rock and water poured out of the rock to give the people water because they were complaining and grumbling. And, and Moses was in a, a, a very... Oh, what word am I looking for? He was, um, people sought to kill him because they didn't like his decision making. Pastor, you ever thought that the folk here were after you? I know you haven't. But some leaders feel that the people, your president talks about he never feels safe. He wakes up every morning with an attitude. His mom and dad, I think, just need to take his Twitter account and close it. But... <laughs> I mean, really, if the man just focused on running the country, he may be a very good president. You just, it's not a reality show. But anyway, in Exodus 17, verse 6, God told Moses to strike the rock, and he needed to do that because these stiff-necked people who didn't want to listen needed to know that he was connected to God. And that they had to have some level of fear for Moses. So God said, I'm going to let them see you with power that I give. And when you strike the rock, they will be in amazement. And they will respect you. Ah, But over there in Isaiah 48, verse 11, God was giving a bad word to the children of Israel. And he said, you don't listen. You, you say you love me and you, you honor me, but you don't. And, and he said, but still, I won't destroy you because if I do, the enemy 
will receive my glory. And God said, my glory I will not share with another. So on this occasion in Numbers chapter 20 when God said, speak to the rock. Moses, the first time when you struck the rock and water came out, that was for you. Because the people needed to have respect for you and fear you as leader. This time I asked you to speak to rock where no man touched anything. People could see it was me and you got in the way of my glory. You blocked my glory, Moses. Dangerous thing to block God's glory. And because of your disobedience, you will never march into the promised land. I need some water, please. You will never march into the promised land. I'll let you see it, but you won't go over. Don't interfere with God's glory. Am I helping anybody? Oh, and let me drop a word to the sisters just in case you think this is a message just to the men folk. Be careful. Because like Rebecca in Genesis chapter 27, when she told her son uh, Jacob to go in and steal his brother Esau's blessing from the old man, Isaac. Isaac was dying. And, and he told his son Esau, Go over yonder and get me some venison. Go kill a deer and make me some venison soup because I want to taste that. I'm about to die. I want that to be my last meal. So Rebecca overheard the conversation. And scriptures say that Isaac loved Esau and Rebecca loved Jacob. Don't let your boys see that there's a difference. I've always told both my sons, you know, you're my favorite son. I tell Josh, you're my favorite son. I tell my boy Jordan, you're my favorite son. They confuse. I keeps it from them. I want them arguing at my funeral about who was daddy's favorite. I guess that depends on who got the most insurance money. Bless you, son. God bless you. So Rebecca tells Jacob to go in there and still act as if you're Esau. And without going into all the details, she undermined the authority that was there. And most scholars, as do I, believe that she died never seeing her son again. There are consequences to disrespecting authority. You got to be mighty careful. You got to be mighty careful. And the way we need to handle authority is the same way Joseph did. When Joseph was going through and, and experiencing difficulties, his brothers hated him and sold him, threw him in the pit, sold him into slavery. Potiphar's wife set him up and said, lie with me. And he ran, leaving his coat. And she says, I've got evidence that he tried to rape me. It's a CO conspiracy out there. So even though going through difficulties, even in prison, Joseph, when the butler and the baker forgot about him, Joseph didn't trip. You'll discover that if you study this passage, Joseph never complained, he never compromised, and he never lost confidence. He never complained. He never compromised, and he never lost confidence. 
Joseph understood as much you that anybody who causes you to get closer to God is a gift from God. Ah, anybody got a mother-in-law they don't like? But if she causes you to get on your knees and pray, Lord, I got to learn how to treat this one. Anybody got a child of age that they just want to punch in the throat? Because they won't listen. They keep doing stupid things. And your kids are going to go through dumb days. They will. But you're going to have to love them through it. Because they belong to you. That's really your wealth and riches. And your child. Believe it or not, it's being used by God to grow you closer to God. So anybody who causes you to get closer to God is a gift from God. Your boss who you can't stand. The person who works next door to you in a cubicle and won't cover their mouth when they cough. Nasty. And you keep hand sanitizing. They want to talk to you and they don't give you your proximity and they, give me some space. Oh, some folk I just can't stand. I, I keep sanitizing. My wife want to call me vain. No, I just don't want germs all over me. So, that was the application of authority, and I hope that helped you. And then finally, the advantages of authority. So when you are obedient to authority, there's, a, there's benefits that come from that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. When you are obedient to authority, you will receive perception or insight into the ways of men. Look at what happened with Joseph. Yeah, he was a dreamer, but then God began to give him insight into people. What's going on? What's going to happen? The dream of Pharaoh was explained. God would give you insight to people, and you will know what's happening even before it happens. I can give you examples of how I told people, look, I told my son, as a matter of fact, when he was a freshman in high school, his first year of high school, we went up there to get him enrolled, and I'm telling you, there was this little girl, Josh, you remember. I mean, this girl, about so tall, she was a sophomore at the time, I believe, but she, brother, she had a body of a grown woman, and I noticed everything, but I can't, I, I didn't do it, but I saw, and I told him, because I saw her watching my son, I said, look, Josh, this little girl is going to approach you, and she's going to want to get your phone number, and she's going to, it's the spirit, I just felt it. I said, she's going to try to get you over to her house. I said, now when she comes, she's going to ask you for her phone number. And I said, no, you tell her, I want yours because my parents have to call and make sure that it's okay with your mama that I can call you. And I said, if she don't give you her number, it lets you know she's, she's all about the wrong thing. Because unlike me, I think my son is very handsome. That's from his mama's side. <laughs> Didn't get it from me. And I, I knew that, that this little girl was after him. I could just tell. So, uh, and it happened exactly the way I told him. See, when you're a pimp, oh, come on, somebody. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm a pimp. And, and we, God needs more pimps. Now, I'm going to ask you to take your pen out because you think I'm joking. Now, in the world, uh, this wasn't even part of my message. Hope, you done got me off my word, girl. See, in the world, when you use the word pimp, 
most people think that that is a situation where a man has multiple women. See, if you got a girl and she's not acting right, you go over her house, she's fussing and all that, then you leave and just go to your girlfriend's house. And then, you know, you just keep moving around. You got multiple women to go see. But see, with God, he says you can't have but one. But Doug, used to be a time you could have two. You can't have two no more. So you got one. And see, so now you got one, and if she's not acting right, uh, then, then, then you can't go nowhere else. You got to learn to manage the emotions of the one you got. So jot this down, the word pimp. The first P is, I am her protector. Yeah, I'm 5'2", but when I'm around, she feels a lot more comfortable than if I weren't. Don't matter my height, I'm a man. So the first P in pimp is I am her protector. The I am pimp, I'm her intercessor. I must pray for her. The, the M in pimp, I am her minister. Remember Paul said over there in Corinthians, this one family, they are addicted to ministry. See, you must serve her. As her minister, you must serve her. She out here working hard as you sometimes, some, some wives. Some of them stay home, but some of them go out there and work. She come with her feet hurt. And you, she, she want a foot rub. Because we always want what we want when we want. Headache or not. Come on, somebody. I'm still on my text. Understanding the thought. And then finally, the last P in pimp is, I'm her provider. God needs more pimps. More men who are going to treat that woman right. Look here. He says in Proverbs 18, 22, that you find a wife, you're getting some good. And on top of that, you treat her right, I'll give you my favor. And some of us men folk don't have favor because with we're not treating her right. And God says, the eyes of the Lord are in every place, beholding the evil and the good. I'm just saying. So I earn my stripes as a true pimp. Because I do all four of those things. I'm even stepping up my game around the house. I'm helping and I folded some towels the other day. <laughs> been a while since I washed dishes, but I'm, 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 ain't, ain't that right, baby? Didn't I fold? I know I did. So now the advantages of authority is when you're obedient to authority, you will receive perception into the ways of men. You will position yourself for promotion because Joseph didn't complain. He didn't compromise. He didn't lose confidence, and he responded properly to authority. God promoted him, made him second in command in all of Egypt next to Pharaoh. And then in addition to this, you'll produce glory for God. That'll preach, won't it? So I'm done. But I want to quote to you a, a saying, and it goes like this as I close. I heard this. Stacey, I got this from James Brown. Uh, a few years ago, probably back in 0203, he, he sent me something, and in the email, he, he, he had written underneath, one's mind, once stretched by a new idea, will never regain its original shape. One's mind, once stretched by a new idea, will never regain its original shape. As it pertains to the subject of authority, 
I pray that this morning your mind was stretched. God bless you.